Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, it's Kristen Studdard. You know, that is me. And Joe, I realize that you start every show like that. Have you done that since our very first episode? I, I think so. I maybe didn't say it was a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the very first one, but it, we I felt necessary, so I think I started doing it pretty quickly. Yeah, I... I, I love it, and it gets us right into it. It also, you put on a little bit of an NPR voice when you begin. Oh, is that why you're yeah. always laughing every I'm time always, I do it? Because you get, you get, like, so serious. You'll be over here just chilling out, and then you're like, hello, everyone, and welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, it's very, you get it's in your professional. Little, yeah, your pro you're, voice. You're shocked every time I, I show yeah. uh, a little bit of professionalism. Truly. Uh, well, uh, we're, we're back at it. This is it. Uh, season two, baby. <laughs> yeah. And we're back to business as usual. The ceremony season is over. We're no longer talking about the induction. Uh, and now we're just talking about uh, artists that are not in the hall and judging the shit out of them. Judging. And very excited to have our guest here today. Uh, she's a writer, comedy person. You might know her from College Humor, mm-hmm. uh, among other places. Siobhan Thompson. Hello, everybody. Hello. Siobhan, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I think this is going to tie in well with something we uh, talk about a lot, but I'm uh, most of our guests don't know anything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know almost nothing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, only that it exists and Tina Turner is not in it for some reason. Yeah. yeah she's not wow. in. She's in with Ike, which she's is... In oh, no, Ike. that's she's so tight. much more problematic than her not being in it at all. <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope, she's not. She's only in it as a duo Ugh. of Ike and Tina. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those famous Ike and Tina hits that we all love so much. Joe well, will go. Well, <laughs> I th- the, the problem is that like Proud Mary and River Deep Mountain High and so all like that's the classic. Two. Those are the yeah. two classics. And Nutbush City Limits and like all the stuff from the 60s yeah. and 70s is with Ike. And that's like when the people who vote in the Rock and Roll right. Hall of Fame Because they're all 100 about. years old. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Old yeah. Like yeah. Guys. So And they live in Cleveland. That's where it is, right? <laughs> the museum is the in museum Cleveland. Is in yeah. Cleveland. I'm but just it, assuming that everybody is a hundred year old man that lives in Cleveland who is also very white. That might be the like if you had to, you know, make a go- a golem of the <laughs> of the rock hall, it would be that. But they are a, they're trying to diversify. Here's the thing: I grew up in the '80s, and so I mean, what's love got to do with it? Those kind of songs are what yeah. I like. Know Tina from, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And also, Mad Max. 
and we don't need another hero exactly well and here because the other thing about these Ike and Tina hits it's like yes but who's who do we recognize from the Ike and Tina songs Tina Mm -hmm. it's all Tina yeah if you you could replace the Ike pots with pretty much any other human being but there's no replacing Tina on those songs Tina is irreplaceable double inductor and take yeah. Ike out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Remove Ike. Yeah. Remove Roman Ike. Polanski Ike from that. Uh, from yeah. the institution in general. Yeah. Yeah. Remove him. Do it. Yeah. All right. That's okay. my new. This is my. This is going to be one of my new uh, crusades. I mean, I've been on the double induct Tina for um, a long time. As soon as you knew. As soon as I knew, I got very mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been, uh, but yeah, the. So just. Wait, can I ask why you know that Tina is not in there? Uh, I don't know. My brain just absorbs useless facts. Okay. It came up on Twitter. I recently. thought that's what I was oh, going to yeah. say because I think, I think it's the Bette Midler kind of crusade on Twitter uh-huh. has Bette been Midler permeating went, yeah. other people's conversations. Is, is that because Bette Midler also wants to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or that she's just it outraged with that Cher? I believe is right? Cher not in the Hall she's of Fame. Cher is not. That is an outrage. So but I, Sonny me. is for some reason. So who knows? <laughs> That'd be yeah, so exactly. funny if they decided to put Sonny in by himself. Well, that's like. First congressional work. Uh, they, I mean, it really would not surprise me. They've done a lot of bullshit. Ugh. But yes, it started. I think it started with the share. Uh, yeah. So Bette Midler kind of just went off uh-huh. uh, yeah. online and was like, I can't believe Cher isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I can't. Oh, now people are telling me that Tina Turner isn't in by herself. That's wild. Let's have a year of all women inducted. Uh, and uh-huh. that got a lot of people going slay slay. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. good i'm glad that that's out there talking about, the thing about this because it gets people to yeah to like it, it like got it into your consciousness yeah. and you would mm-hmm. never have willingly learned anything I mean, about look, the rock hall bet midler is always on the right side of history almost always um, i feel like she yeah, did yeah. something oh, problematic yeah, she's like probably, six months ago but like yeah. <laughs> other than that she's always on the right side of history <laughs> oh, uh and she is she's been to someone these... is digging up her tweets right <laughs> oh, now no. I'm, sh- I'm sure she's she's said some things yes uh but it's okay we we forgive her yeah. Uh, Bet Midler, we forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag forgive Bet. She uh, has been to the induction ceremonies before, though, and I think that's why. She has inducted people as her, well. Her opinion. Uh, that's badass. I feel like yeah. getting Bet Midler to induct you into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the most rock and roll thing that you could do. Joe disagrees. <laughs> it's not that I disagree. It's just the most rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, it's not. Ever. I don't think of Bet as like the most rock and roll of all the people that ever lived. No, I, I mean, think that that's why it's so funny. It's a fuck you to the ro- institution subver- of rock and roll. It's subversive. Yeah. That's right. also funny to yeah. think of Bette Midler as super subversive. <laughs> yeah. Because she's pretty like, to me, she's like light rock mainstream, you know? Yeah. Cabaret. Yeah, yeah. she's mom rock. Yeah, she yeah. she is. And maybe that's why she'll never be in because the rock hall is it's dedicated to dad rock. Right. It's for daddies. Not it's daddies. Daddies only. Mommies, no thank it's you. Not mom, yeah. It's not mom rock. Like... Pat Benatar. But Pat Benatar is the most dad rock. Of, of the mom rock. Yeah. Yeah. So she she's, has a shot. Yeah. She's like on the, on she's the scale. On the list. She, she leans towards daddy. <laughs> so typically, yeah, our guests don't know anything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I feel like it's doubly so for your case. And we talk mm-hmm. about this a lot. The Rock Hall is a very American institution. It's such an yes. American institution. Because it's, it's also fully unnecessary we don't need this <laughs> it's not a thing that anybody needs yeah but it's a thing we love Siobhan <laughs> yeah no oh. sure is it 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you had a good time at <laughs> the induction. It's a thing that Joe loves. I had a good time. Also, I've slowly been. I'm going underwater. You can watch me <laughs> drown right now. I'm like, it's happened. I. It's because I'm weighted down by all of these, all of the facts that I have now, all of this knowledge, mm-hmm. and all of these opinions. It has changed you. It has. You're changing slowly, and it's a metamorphosis. But you're reminding me that it doesn't matter, and thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, even when uh, British artists are inducted, uh-huh. they don't seem to really care. No, well, because it it's just not a it's not a thing that. Now tell it, our you, listeners how do you, they what do you probably get? have picked you up on this. It's like a lifetime achievement award, basically. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But Where? they or have already gotten so many lifetime achievement awards. People love giving people lifetime achievement awards. They make up award ceremonies just to give people lifetime achievement awards. But what about a place full of Lifetime Achievement Awards where there are no other awards? There are only Lifetime Achievement right. Awards. Right, and also just like some jackets. Is that what's hmm. there? They the, do the, not the get a jacket. Oh, well, my my image costumes. of it is that it's basically yeah. a Hard Planet Hollywood cafe. or yeah. a, a Hub Rock Cafe, yeah. but in with like... There nice is so ways. yeah. There's there's the museum and then there's these induction ceremonies, right. which are oddly separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the museum, it's like you can anyone's anything can be in there. Like you uh-huh. can have Britney Spears's jumpsuit or whatever. She's obviously not inducted into the Rock Hall, but like yeah, you can put mm-hmm. uh, whatever from music. You know, people who have been overlooked their shit is in there. It's just kind of yeah, a you museum can have the for Scorpions rock. guitar. Band yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but then the inductions themselves are more of who's who makes it to the the list, you know, uh-huh. the the hallowed ground. Of, Joe's uh, eyes lit up when he said the word list. Ooh, <laughs> Joey but, loves a list. You know, I think one of the things that is uh, kind of nice about mm-hmm. the hall is you say, you know, the, all these artists are getting lifetime achievement all the time. Occasionally, you do get a group that has never really gotten the recognition they um, deserve, like the, the zombies, was, um, is what I'm okay. thinking. A group that, when they were around, uh, nobody was really paying attention to them to the degree that they are now. And then they get this nice thing after decades mm-hmm. of always kind of missing their moment of they, they finally get recognized for something. And, and, and even though they are British... It's, it, some recognition is enough for them to be like, okay. But then when it's someone like Radiohead, they're like, we're not going to show up. And they didn't show up. Yeah, but Radiohead are shitty little bitches. I yeah. love Radiohead, they... but they are some self-serious mm-hmm. little yeah. brats. They don't care. I actually was, um, I looked up um, Radiohead for this because I was like, is Radiohead Britpop? Do they count as Britpop? And the first thing was like Tom York, whole article being like, I fucking hate Britpop. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, Britpop fucking sucks. <laughs> but I feel like, I mean, no, yeah. What song of Radiohead would be Britpop? Uh, well, except for they are British and they were making music from 1994 mm-hmm. to 97, which yeah. is when Britpop was happening. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So they're in that they're sort of They're Brit and they are pop. Well, yeah. they were popular, but I mm-hmm. don't know about, like, I just mean like pop in the kind of like pop music in the traditional like, yeah, sense. like what is their most poppy song what <laughs> creep <laughs> like what is radiohead's most poppy song yeah i mean i think that Britpop is somewhat of a difficult term to cover because i feel like there are like are you like spice girls Britpop or are you oasis Britpop? those are two very different bands mm-hmm. right but, but they're both i think Britpop. like for example like any oasis song is gonna be way more poppy than uh 
than a radio than a radio song. song like literally any oasis song yeah i think that that's fair especially from the that era right. from like what's a story uh, I feel like any song. I, to me, just Radiohead. I, maybe they're well, you know what rock they and roll. when <laughs> I, mean, I would Radiohead say they're pretty <laughs> definitively rock and roll. I think one of the things about Radiohead though that maybe would take them out of the Britpop category is their recorded music doesn't read as super British to me. Oh. The way Oasis and Blur uh-huh. their songs sound very definitively. When they sing, they sound very British. Yes, that's the, true. Vocally, the they're not like pulp or like yeah, all they're not of those singing kind of... in a British accent necessarily, right? right. Yeah. Whereas... Like Green Day might be more Britpop than Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, based on sound yeah. alone. Yeah, but I think maybe a little bit of it has to do with uh, standing firm, right? And like even I am leaning... British, and I am talking about my Britishness in my songs. Yeah, leaning into it. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, speaking of, our listeners might have picked up on this. <laughs> <laughs> but you are not American. I'm not. I'm from a very tiny village in the southwest of England. Oh. That's where I'm from. Neat. Just outside of Bath. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, here, the, here it's one of the places that you go to. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, it's a lot of tourists. Well, and I, you know, I, I don't bring this up very often. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> about did. to kill myself. I did live abroad and I have traveled oh, no. around. One of those. <laughs> I did a semester mm. in London when I was in college right and then I lived in I Edinburgh for a okay. year out of college. And I went and to, but during I'm the payday of Britpop. lowering myself this, into it, a this, bath. It, this actually, uh, <laughs> wait, you're slitting your thrust before you get in the bath. I think I do you're supposed to little, be in the bath <laughs> and then around here. Hey, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> and he slid his right wrist first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Corey Hall's effect. Uh, and I, w- but the first time I ever went to the, the UK. Gosh, uh-huh. listen up, guys. I really have. What a, for, for the <laughs> listeners, what does UK stand for, Kristen? Uh, well, it's United Kingdom. It's a, a triad of. Okay. Regardless, the first time I went, um, I went to L- London with my cousin when I was 16. Uh-huh. And uh, I bought, now that's what I call music, oh volume. God. Like, it was probably 45 at that point. It was like 97 or 98 97? when I went. It was probably like, like 36. Oh, yeah, wait, you're the, right. I think it was like 36. Because they had started, the UK started way, way earlier. Yes, yeah. so it started way earlier. They didn't even exist in the America when I got mine. And yeah. it had, but it, well, I just was like, what is this I'm laughing compilation? at saying it didn't exist in the America. That's what I was laughing Did at. Did I say the America? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I have been uh, looking for these, those like now 35 through now 38 like compilations on Spotify from specifically the <gasps> Ooh, UK ones yes. mm-hmm. and I have not found one and I think I might have to go and like find a playlist somewhere and plug it in and for recreate. myself. I wonder yeah. where my CD is. It was a double CD. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they were double CDs and, and the first CD was more poppy and then the second CD is slightly more indie. Yes. And mm-hmm. that was I remember on that CD that was Karma Police was on it and uh-huh. I was like this mm-hmm. band is cool. Yeah. <laughs> those albums had cool bands on them. And they had like also very weird like British electronic pop music mm-hmm. that I would not have been exposed to. Um, uh, I am trying to remember like like Murder on the Dance Floor. Oh yeah, or I don't know if that song was yes. on there or like Sof- Sarah Beckin. Beckin- yeah, yes, yes. Sophie- so, so, so Be- Beckett Hawkins something, or something. Very posh. Her yeah, mom was a Blue Peter presenter. Murder which on is the dance floor, like very da, British. Da, 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 yeah. It's murder on the dance floor, but you better not kill the girl. 
And because uh, we took a lot of ecstasy in the nineties. Sophie Ellis Baxter. Sophie Ellis Baxter. That's not yes. what you were about to say, which was Sophie, Sophie B. Hawkins. Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> very but different. That's a very similar name. In terms, uh, yes, they both are called Sophie. Yeah. I'll give you that much. And the um, Dario G. Sunshine. Oh yeah, not a song that ever made it here, but I, well, to me, it's a hit. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, there's a game that they play in UCB like 101 to a oh, one yes. cla- mm-hmm. classes called hot I think spot. it's called hot, oh yeah, yeah hotspot where you have to jump in the middle and sing a song and yes. that game was very difficult for me because the music that I know is very different uh-huh. from the music yes. that Americans know and I was not fully aware of that until the humiliation of me very loudly singing a song that everybody was supposed to join mm-hmm. in yeah. with you're like you don't know this the fourth only tier uh what's oh my gosh what was that girl group uh the witched. No, uh, the it's going to be a lot. Uh, a lot. Uh, oh, crap. Why can't I think of their name? Uh, uh, it'll come All to Saints? me. All Saints? All Saints, yes. <laughs> Great band. <laughs> that is. Uh, All Saints, there was an All Saints song on uh, um, If You Wanna Have a Good Time. I Know Where It's At. Oh, right. I Know Where It's okay. At was on uh, the compilation as well so that was like my intro to Britpop was yeah. like that double cd in particular uh, there's you- one song that i found out that americans had not heard of from this time uh recently called i'm horny whether <laughs> oh i know that song yes. because that's like a freestyle song it's like a um kind of like a um house music I right really like yeah house music that uh-huh. song is great but nobody knows nobody that knows here. it here that song is amazing yeah and genuinely <laughs> it's i love great. it it's the on chorus a playlist. is just i'm horny 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 horny, horny. yeah and so horny 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 it's like It's a great song. It's great. It's I think I know it. Fun. Yeah. It's very fun. I great. have it on a playlist that is currently downloaded on my phone Amazing. called I'll House You. It's uh, all house music. I am, I am like, I don't know if I'd say obsessed, but I really do love it when something like hits number one in the uh-huh. UK that is like truly oh, crazy. Oh, that shit. Like the Mr. Blobby song? Have yes. you heard the Mr. Well, Blobby song? I, I looked it up. The first what time, Siobhan, you and I interacted uh-huh. on Twitter was because I, <laughs> I made a tweet about how- Oh, I do um, love this tweet. A, a song that was number one for two weeks in the UK. It knocked off John Lennon's uh, <laughs> posthumous, just like starting over right after he died. Uh, and it's called There's No One Quite Like Grandma. <laughs> and it's a children's chorus uh, singing this weird little song called There's No One Quite Like Grandma. Grandma, we love you. It started a little thread where we were going back and forth, and the Blobby song does come up. What is the Blobby song? Well, Mr. Blobby was... (laughs) (laughs) How do I tell you the mythos of Mr. Blobby? What's so great is that no one can say Blobby in a way that sounds more beautiful (laughs) than you. Like, Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby. I was like, Uh, oh my gosh. um, Now I understand. In America, if they were like, and next up, it's Mr. Blobby. We'd all be like, boo. Boo. Mr. Blobby? I'm like, yes. Who's this Mr. Blobby? was a mascot on like morning young people's television and then he was also he's like captain og read more uh i don't know on that a okay. game wow. show like it was one of those like he's in f- mr blobby's career is going great because he's in like five different shows right now and everybody loves him and he wears a um, an uh, outfit he's yes. like a monster outfit. and he has a monster outfit and he has some kind of voice 
changing thing. It's like kind of horrifying. Okay, that's truly it. And then the song is (laughs) maybe the worst song I've ever heard. How does it go? So this is I'm going to show you what oh Mr. Bobby God, looks like. Oh my God, he's terrifying. He's also terrifying. I did Pretty not horrifying. think he would be smooth and bald. Yeah. I will yeah. say that I thought he was going and to he be has furry. All over him. And yeah, no, he looks like cute. those things that you would get in the '90s, where you would you could like, yes, hold your hand a and squeeze. Stress ball with a face on it. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes, as a country, we just go all in on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that I love about England. Like for there was one year on the X Factor where there were this pair of twins called <laughs> Jedward. At like something, Jeremy and Edward, I think, but they their band Clever. name was mm-hmm. Jedward. Clever. They were the worst singers you've ever heard. But for some reason, as a whole country, we were all like, "These, this is really funny. Yeah. We have to keep yeah. voting." We these love people. them. And I, I don't think they won, but they came like second or third. And they definitely have a career now. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, man. Yeah. England, it, it, it's just like funnier. Well, and it's like, it, well, yeah. People are funnier as a as Well, an because average. you, exa- as an average, because there's less people there and there's a history of humor. I think in right. America, we have, it's, there's too many people here and not enough p- cool people. Yeah. I mean, I just not like the people base who get it to of really make white America good. is Puritanism and Puritanism is inherently unfunny. And that's why we kicked them out and made them yeah. come to a different country because they canceled <laughs> Christmas and we were like, no, fuck off. Yeah. yeah Go it's away. Bad. It's bad. The ba- the core of our country is rotten. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm boy. worried. I'm sorry. I'm having it's a very hard week. It's a bad week. <laughs> it is not a good week. Uh, for our country, I'm not happy. Yeah, it's fine. Let's talk about music. Well, yes, <laughs> the other The other song that you had brought up in this thread, Siobhan, was something called oh, Vindaloo. Vin- Vindaloo by what Fat West. Do you want to oh maybe God. listen to Vindaloo oh, yes. for yes. a second? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely legendary Y-E-S. song. Yeah. This song genuinely gets me pumped up and i listen to it sometimes okay let's uh let's hear vindaloo vindaloo by this fat is a football anthem fat okay. less and this made and that means um soccer yes <laughs> soccer this made me laugh um and i haven't listened to it since uh you had posted it so vindaloo. i don't remember what it was is this gonna be racist no no okay good fucking football chant where you also say where you're from yeah i love football chants and i feel like american sport is missing out on not having football chants because a bunch of big strong men singing i'm forever blowing bubbles which is a football chant in england what excellent (laughs) excellent yeah they do they love a big chant Mm -hmm. and and, and i want to be clear this song was number one for weeks Mm mm-hmm it, Actually, wasn't, played this it was on not the radio? number one for weeks. It was number two for weeks because number one was a re-release of Three Lions on a Shirt by um, the Lightning Seeds and fuck two 
comedians who are do who do football. Wait, three um, lions three on lions, a shirt. Three is that lions a- on a shirt? It's all about football. It's it was during the World Cup. Okay. Good da, God. Da, 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 da. Okay. Thirty now, years of woe. My qu- my question is: mm-hmm. Was this yes. played on the radio constantly? Really. Constantly. Like it charted, so it had to have yeah. significant radio airplay. Oh yeah, it was. As did there's no one quite like Grandma. Mm-hmm. As did the Mr. Blobby song. There was also uh, during Comic Relief, uh, somebody did a music video uh, to "Show Me the Way to Amarillo," which I think is an English song. It's not an. Um, it's a country and western song, but it is an English country and western song. Perfect. <laughs> My brain's hey, exploding. Hey, they've got. Hey, you know. Honky Cat is written by Elton John. Elton John. You know, they've got yeah. a lot of, they've got a lot of respect for country and western. They, Joe Cocker was British. How? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I guess, I wonder. The thing too about the size of England also mm-hmm. is that there can still be a national obsession. Yes, in a way that there is not in America anymore. Right. Like, it's, it's also just a small like it's. It's not a tiny country. There's still 60 million or 70 million people that live there, but it's just so much more compact. Yes. And so that there is more, for want of a better word, Mm cross-contamination. It's very easy to self-segregate in this country, but in England, you're everywhere. I'm from the other side of the country to London and it's two hours away. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And and like and there are just like cultural institutions that like you were like comic relief. Like right. people still watch it, they still oh, pay yeah. attention. The like the biggest comedians are still on it. Yeah. Like you you we, we have what do we have here? Uh the we have comic relief too, right? I don't know we still do. I think that it I came back that for, came for Katrina, but then yeah. I don't know it yeah. stayed. But it's just like we we don't. I don't do think that we have comic relief anymore. anymore. We oh. did for a hot second, the way we do with a uh-huh. lot of British things that we still. Yeah. Uh, we do it for, and we get like excited about it. Cause well, it was, also because like for the the longest time, England only had five channels, and also Radio One is like a huge yeah. incubator of new music. Radio One, I mean, first of all, their DJs genuinely love music. They're not just there for fame based reasons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I am fascinated by this, and this is a thing that I care about, but also they have a lot of rules around, they have to have a certain number of British artists playing, Mm -hmm. which means that they find a lot of new British artists and they're very good at finding new work and, and highlighting that. And also there is one, one radio station that the whole country listens to. Right. They all agreed. We're going to continue to listen to this. That is good. You know what I mean? we like it. It's very interesting. It's more a a monoculture in that way. Uh, And we don't really have, I, I, my, I work for British people and gross. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, But my boss was talking about a Christmas number one. He was working on a film about like a Christmas number one. Uh And that's such a big thing in the UK. Oh my God, the Christmas number one is major. And also, again, sometimes a bit because people are like, wouldn't it be funny if we got this song from 1973 to number one, everybody go out and buy it. And sometimes it happens. So the Christmas number one is literally just the number one album on Christmas. The number one single on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is There's No One Quite Like Grandma would be an example. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like perfect. a Christmas number one. It's so interesting mm-hmm. to me. Like we don't have that cultural like uh, monolithic thing. Also, you were talking about football chants. And I just uh-huh. think maybe it's because we have like cheerleading here, Ugh. which is bad. <laughs> it's bad and also doesn't hype anybody up. Well, I feel like, like nobody's like, is- oh, I was bored of this game, but these 
girls are dancing, so I'm I feel like more they, involved. They let in us somehow. to cheer. Yeah. I feel like exactly. I feel like a halftime show or like dance. I feel like cheerleading is a skill in and of itself, yes. but I do not feel like the actual leading of cheers. No, is because they're not actually leading cheers. Nobody's like, oh, hold, hold, uh, listen, give me listen, an listen, A. Listen. A. I'm giving you an A. Yeah. Yeah, listen to what the cheerleaders are saying. Right. They're gonna, they, Shh, they will lead us. Well, and I mean, I guess different football, <laughs> like different sports teams have their own songs. I remember when the Blackhawks were doing well and Chelsea Dagger was like their song that do, 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 that song was really big in Chicago for a while. But we don't, I don't know. Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa is a, yeah, ste- is that's a Steelers, a Steelers song. anthem. Yes. Yeah, and that, and that went to number one. That's like yeah. the closest thing we've gotten. <laughs> Is but Wiz it's Khalifa. just we don't really have that um, stuff. I don't. Yeah, that's a, just a sidetrack. Well, but you I lived was until you've heard a hundred thousand Liverpool fans sing. You'll never walk alone in their <laughs> gruffest Liverpool accent. <laughs> What's "You'll Never Walk Alone"? Uh, it's a song from the musical Carousel. What is the Liverpool? Uh, that's the li- the Liverpool mm-hmm. anthem, like Liverpool da, Football da, da, Club. Da, 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 hold your head up high and don't oh, be yes. afraid of the dark. Yeah, I do dum, know that song. Da, da, dum. <laughs> A hit single. Wow, yeah. <laughs> huge. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, you know, a, a usually the sports songs we have in America are songs that had already existed and then we repurpose them. Right. Like Seven Nation Army or like um, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. Problematic. Which is very problematic because he is another Because he's a huge pedophile. pedophile. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, my God. Oh. Major. Nearly, I believe it was like in Singapore or somewhere, he nearly was uh, executed by firing squad. I mean... Well, good. He good. should have been. He should be. Wait. Yeah. yeah. He's he, in prison. I say that without knowing what happened, but it really sounds Yeah, no, no, like... no. He was. He's one of those guys that's like, I'm going to move to Thailand so I can fuck a bunch of children. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, bad guy. But he's, yeah. he's behind bars, uh, I believe. So he's not seeing any of these residuals. Well, the thing is, the I mean, sports arenas have phased that song out so they don't have to pay him. Great. You know, and That's there's a good. great Joan Jett song called "Do You Want to Touch?" That's a Gary that song Glitter kicks cover. Ass. Oh ah. no! So like they people can't play that song God either. Damn. Like there was a like touchscreen Apple commercial that had that Joan Jett song in yeah. it, but people got upset because they're like, "This is sending a lot of money <laughs> to Gary Glitter." Jesus Christ! So we well, have to put should, the I mean, is kibosh. I, again? I'm just like. <laughs> Shouldn't they just donate all the money he makes to like, you know, right, but victims causes victims. Exactly. That's why I'm like, the court yeah. should force him right. as part of his sentencing to right. Also, any publishing goes to. Yeah, yeah that's a very creative need. sitcom style. Uh, yeah, that, I know. I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be great if X, Y, Z. But unfortunately, yeah. just the, the way that works is like if you start to do that, then like, you know, every person, every people are going to try to find a way to fuck over artists. Like if you, right. if you decide that you can take someone's publishing and divert it someone else, Ugh, then yeah. that will be used. Even though it's supposed to be used for good, you know, it'll eventually be used for evil. One of the great tragedies of it's almost like money is musical bad theater is that, uh, uh, the guy that wrote Oliver, mm-hmm. huge uh-huh. hit. Uh-oh. The Huge song, hit. Uh, wait, the no, no, no. The musical Oliver. Oliver the whole the musical very Oliver. first musical I was ever yes. in. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you in. love it? Strap in, Kristen. I played an orphan in oh, it. Of course you did. Perfect. I also played an orphan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, um, he wrote another musical called Twang. This oh. time, I think, with two exclamation points instead of just the one. Uh-huh. Um, sold the rights to Oliver so he could put this musical up. All of the most famous comedic minds in British uh, television and theatre were in this show 
the greatest composer of British musical theatre at that time. Show lasted for nine days, I think, and then closed. And then he no longer had the rights to Oliver and had lost all his money on this show. Uh-huh. And mm. then that's it. Okay, he's not Sad. like a pedophile. I was waiting, no, I, was waiting I, was for him to be a I mean, he could also oh be a pedophile, gosh. but I don't think he is. I think he's I just like, a sad broke don't man. Ruin Oliver for me. <laughs> no, not no, no, that no. Oliver is like a big deal, but it it did, you know, change oh, I the love course Oliver. of my life. I think it's oh, great. That's all. No big deal. It's just like just why I'm here, living in LA. Yeah. <laughs> brought me to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but another another uh, song that American sports arenas and teams have co-opted is Song 2 by Blur. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of. Oh, wow. Is this a transition? It, if I may, it's one of the great transitions that I'm doing right <laughs> here right now. Uh, but you chose Blur as yes. the artist to discuss this week. Uh, and I'm curious what your connection is to that band. Well, um... I'm in no. Uh, they so in England in as a teen as a or uh, even younger than as a teen, the most important and first question that you would ask any other human being was Blur Oasis. Blur Oasis. Yeah, mm-hmm. really very important, and you had to like both of them, but you had to pick a side. And I was absolutely a Blur girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them so much. Also, Loki, they're very dreamy. Yes. not a big deal, but they are. Damon. Oh my God, he's so dreamy. Yeah. Um, first album you bought? First album I bought, The Great Escape, uh, which I genuinely think is like a next level great album. And every time I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, this is great. It's just really <laughs> it stands great. Up. It, it holds really up. stands up. Every song is like, really, it's such a weird album. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it coming over here and I was like, none of these are love songs. There, every single one of these songs is a sketch about a shitty type of dude. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what a great, absolutely. There should be more albums yeah. about shitty types of dude. Because uh, what's, is Park Life on that? Park Life is not, He's Park on Life is on Park own Life. Album. Oh, because I'm um, like, man, Park Life is a, also a sketch which about is a also shitty a sketch dude. Is, <laughs> yeah. But like, and then uh, uh, Girls Who Like Boys Who Like Boys Who Like Girls is also about a shitty type of dude. But uh, Country, Country, House. Li- Country House. Um, Country House, I think, is about their manager. Yeah. Uh, there's one song that's supposed to be about fuck. What's the guy that directed Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Oh, Guy. Oh, Charmless okay. Man is a, yeah. It's about Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie. apparently. Ritchie. Um, stereotypes is all about shitty suburban people swinging in the suburbs because mm-hmm. it's everything is boring. Uh, like it, it's very fun. Arnold Same. They just got the mayor of London. I don't know if he was the mayor of London at the time, uh, but he he just talks on the album. He just he just I, talks, they, they would, talks a poem out. That yeah, they, wrote. they would they would do that. Yeah, uh, I uh, yeah my familiarity with Blur is once again always through an ex boyfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> always, um, but I but the like the songs that I can identify are yeah obviously like boys and girls and girls and boys uh, girls and boys Joe. I just I don't want people to come after you on Twitter. I'm here. I'm protecting <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you are. Thank God. <laughs> oh yeah. Before we really go into this, I just have to say I am so bad at remembering names, and I'm gonna fuck it up. Oh, don't Perfect. worry. So about it. eat my dick. Our fans are nice. <laughs> they, they're, they're not. Are nice. They're, they're not like nice. this. They're not a part of that type of call out culture. Uh-huh. Great. Um, uh, correction culture, if you will. Uh, uh, boy, girls and boys. Park life. Song two. Song obviously. two. Obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, gosh, I'm trying to think of what else I know of Blur. Because the thing is, even though in America it was not Blur yeah. Oasis, it was like, who's Blur? Hell yeah, right. Oasis. Oasis <laughs> you know? all the time. Always. It was like Every Oasis 24 Everybody hours a day. Everybody singing Wonderwall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like that whole album right. like, came out at a time when everybody was really buying CDs. Oh, and yeah. And I, w- I really, I had Oh, I bought the CD. shit out of that CD. Yeah, but I did not have any blur cds i got into blur kind of retroactively Uh through singles yeah i mean there's a lot of those bands as well i I feel like pulp is like in that yeah suede yes yes Um, all all groups that really don't have an imprint on american culture and i feel like uh the great escape and then um the pulp album fuck what's it called the one Uh, that has comic people on it yes yeah are both albums about class warfare which <laughs> yeah. is very fun yeah and maybe not a subject that americans yeah are, are ready to we're ready for yeah yeah it's ready for i feel like Get, america is getting ready for later. 1996 Booyah. british we're about to like right now right now yeah, they're like wow I mean. the socialism thing is maybe a good idea <laughs> so like if you're feeling that maybe go and listen to some pulp and some blur yeah uh, well, you know, the we've talked about how confusing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is and mm-hmm. like why it exists and for what reason, who makes the decisions. And uh, it is all kind of sh- shadowed. Shadowed? Uh, it's all in shrouded? secrecy. Shrouded. That's what I'm looking uh-huh. for. It's all shrouded in secrecy. Um, but I have done my best to put together a list of categories Great. where I think if you do well in these, then you have a good case for induction. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we will evaluate Blur by those categories. Ooh. Oh, yeah, a break. Wow, we really are back to the... <laughs> back to the old habits. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I hope you had a nice break. I hope that during your break, you were able to look into things like class warfare and socialism <laughs> yeah. if you don't Power know anything about people. it. And that I, hopefully maybe you learned something not only about history, but about yourself. Yeah, and maybe you formed some opinions that you want to tweet out. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, don't do that. No. All right, so let's go through these categories with the band Blur. And, you know, with a lot of these categories, I think it's there's going to be a lot of like... Yes, uh, in England. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's talk about critical acclaim. That's the first category. Uh-huh. And yes, in, in England, England. Not to say uh-huh. that American uh, critics didn't embrace Blur. I actually think that they did. And there's a lot of. Uh, oh yeah, I'm. I bet Pitchfork is real wet for Blur. Oh, for sure. There's no way well, that Pitchfork is Especially because super into of blur. the whole Oasis versus Blur kind of like dichotomy. It's uh-huh. much cooler to say that you like. Blur. Blur right because they were not as popular now it is yes right yeah right. it was it's a weird thing uh kind of reading about that because there was this thing where they released mm-hmm. singles like among their first singles uh, uh-huh. on the same day and it was this battle of Britpop. oh yeah i also feel like a lot of people in america have gotten into blur retroactively through the gorillas yeah who um, are much bigger, who are in, much America. Much bigger in America which is just Damon Albin again because everybody yeah. else in it is like a revolving door he's yeah. the only consistent it's his it's him and game. a bunch of cartoons yeah, yeah. It, well what are you talking about him and a bunch of cartoons it's yeah, just it, cartoons yeah just a bunch of cool cartoons well none of those cartoons have people behind them they're just <laughs> no they created cr- out of yeah. nothingness <laughs> um but yeah the battle of Britpop was uh I it fr- was and I feel like Oasis um, and Blur won it. 
I think that they did, although Oasis, I mean, I love Oasis still. The, the thing that I think that is fascinating is that Oasis has such a reputation of being like shitty people. But Blur, are defi- they're definitely shitty people as well. They're, oh, they're, really? They're, Do they suck too? I don't think that they suck. I think that it's fun that they're shitty. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're certainly not humble. But they're humble. definitely not humble and they're definitely, like, Damon Albin has been very snobby about, like, you shouldn't be in a band if you can't read music. Oh. <laughs> Which, mm-hmm. oh, I think I'm pretty sure Oasis are, are not people who can they're not classically trained no yeah. whereas damon alban was like i'm gonna write a, an opera for the english national opera that's all in pentatonic scale yeah. oh uh, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like all right calm down we all know you're smart you don't have yeah. to wow uh, and he even said he said something very early on in their career where it was like i think it's our third album where we're really gonna we're really gonna break through and it's gonna uh-huh. kind of change things and he said this before their first album mm-hmm and he was kind of right, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the battle of Britpop was Country House versus Roll With It. Uh-huh. And Country House sold about like 50,000 more singles. And they it was like, okay, Blur is winning, but they right. say... Roll With uh, It is also the worst yeah, album, like, song on that album. Yeah, I'm like, God, I was a weird like, you choice. gotta roll with it, man, you gotta I hate that song. I don't. Yeah. Even, I mean, I don't hate that song. No, but, but it's I, just like it's a filler of their songs yeah. that we know and love. Yeah. yeah. Right. But they say uh, Blur won the battle of the of Britpop, but Oasis won the war. Yeah. Because especially because things really took off for Oasis in America. in America. Yeah. And I actually think that Blur's later albums suffered for that. Like I think after the Great Escape, they became more generic and more mainstream. They were influenced um, more by kind of American right. underground music, and I think and that that's when, like, with Beetlebum and Song Two, people like America started paying attention, and it was paying off for them. But I think that their music is much less interesting later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the critical acclaim is there. Okay, uh, so do they like, have any albums on the charts? The thing is, uh, on like the list, you mean? Yeah, on the list. The thing is, they don't on in Rolling Stone. Oh. Rolling Stone doesn't kind of acknowledge them in any of their wow. big lists. But Rude. if you go to like that does not bode well. NME. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, it's like you can't. It's like too much blur yeah. on their list. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, but that doesn't obviously reflect anything that the Rock Hall is going to do. Whereas Rolling Stone's more of a more connected. Okay, new new music express. N- yeah, is new music, everybody. <laughs> it, like, hey what guys, is, everybody uh, come in here. This is new music. I think it is express. New. Sure. Um, uh, and then let's talk about, I mean, we're talking about the list. Do they have what you would consider to be classic albums? And again, in, in England, England. England, in England, it's like nearly at that whole stretch right. from, you know, probably starting with uh, Modern Life is Rubbish. Yeah. Modern Life is Rubbish, Park Life, and The Great Escape are their, like, life trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, like, extremely British and yeah. decidedly British. And then also, I would say, the self-titled, which is the one that has uh, Song 2 on it, and Beetlebum that right. came after that. I would also probably put in that category of classic albums. But in America, unfortunately... No, it Was Beetlebum ever, ever popular here? Is this no. a song that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's kind of a dirge, am I right? Beetlebum? Do yeah. you want to listen to it? Yeah, I do. But I, I just to see if I'm remembering the correct song, because I think it's kind of a it, dirge. It yeah. But for them, it was it was like Blur's back in in England when Beetlebum uh-huh. came out. It was like such yeah, because it was a long time. I think also it was like three or four years between Great Escape and Blur. And like the kind of Brit pop thing had 
faded and then they had like come back like hey here's our second act in a way and uh, yeah this was not one that took off in America yeah this is a dirge (laughs) this is a dirge that's what I'm thinking of yeah we got some dirgy ass dirging around here just and it never picks up right right? and there's also just like there's so much distortion on the vocals on this album which for me I was like the best thing about Blur is their lyrics. I can't hear what they're saying. Why? Yeah. I want to hear the words that they're saying. They're good at the words. Oh, oh, Coffee and TV. Yeah. This is what this is reminding me of. Coffee oh, yeah. and TV had that amazing video, that incredible yes, music with the, video with, with the, the milk, milk cartons mm-hmm. looking for each other. Oh. The strawberry milk looking. Tragic. Good. Yes. And then they get run over. That was a great music. I remember that being very popular in the late 90s well, yeah. well let's talk about that's the next category which is like recognizable songs uh-huh. if you it's have it's so funny that I had to hear Beetlebum to remember the song Coffee and TV yeah. because it has a very similar yeah. like uh, guitar line in it if we're or talking about oh. America the recognizable song is song two right that's yes. a song that everybody knows yes <laughs> <laughs> Then beyond that, I feel like most Americans just didn't come across any other Blur songs yeah. unless you were seeking it out. I think the only or song... Or if you were watching a lot of MTV in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, and you're watching the cool shows on right, MTV. The late night shows. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I remember Coffee and TV, the music video was so popular. I think it might have even busted into TRL type of territory. That's, if I may, that's crazy. But... I don't know. I really remember it. I wasn't like staying up to watch 120 minutes all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it, it still registered. It it still registered. It was around. I'd say the only other song that I knew about from Blur the, until I started like purposely mm-hmm. diving in was There's No Other Way. What song oh, yeah. is that? Which is like an early, it's from like their first album. Here, I'll play. I'll play a little bit of There's No Other Way. Okay. There's no other way. There's no other way. All that you can do is watch And I think it has also aged well. This sounds like, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, to no, me it sounds like I mean uh, this is just commercial. such a, a 90s yeah. pop type um, big audio dynamite yeah. or like um, mm-hmm. it has uh, a clash yeah. feel to it yeah or like a Primal Scream mm-hmm. was they British was Primal Scream British that sounds I think they British. were British as well yeah this is a very or like a corner shop like all of those like classic 90s pop type songs that was some like jangly Austin Powers soundtrack type, yeah, you know, exactly. like right. Tra- one of the things 90s. that Tom York was railing against in this uh, anti-Britpop screed was that it was uh, pastiche, which mm-hmm. I feel like I don't think it is pastiche. The best of it is not. The some of the bad stuff is definitely 1960s pastiche, uh-huh. but the best of it is taking sounds from the 60s and telling a whole new story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was like kind of like the garage. Electro, you right. know what I mean? It was like you took like kind of garagey music from the '60s and 
put a little electro in it for the 90s for the Mm -hmm. 90s baby (laughs) yeah uh and it's gosh that is like such a night like just even the the opening of that made me feel Mm -hmm. so Um, 90s uh but so that's from kind of the american perspective uh and then, I mean, we talk about Pitchfork. They did put girls and boys on their list of the Pitchfork 500. Which is a, a, a list they put out of almost like complimenting the uh, or insulting lol uh, uh the <laughs> rolling stone 500 list which is like a lot of songs from the 60s and 70s right. uh pitchfork's list is way more contemporary and cooler and it they have girls and boys on there and also a song called for tomorrow what's for tomorrow oh, i don't know if i even know that song friends i've got i've got just the thing you got it yeah he's a 20th century boy it's wild that this song <laughs> yeah i mean this sounds very 60s mm-hmm. yeah i really think that great escape is their best album and it's not just because it's the first album of my book <laughs> I don't know this one. Yeah. At all. I had to hit peak British. <laughs> this is the kind of song that you're at a pub and all the English people uh-huh. just like, like start yeah, tune. Like, while they're talking. Absolute yeah, exactly. tune, mate. Absolute. Absolute tune. Yes. Very <laughs> much so. Uh, uh, yeah. And just listening to them, you do hear, I mean, I, is Blur the most British band of all time? Wow. Oh, I don't know. I would throw XTC in there. XTC, though, to me is not as, uh, I guess, Kristen, I'm more familiar with. They have a song called Making Plans for Nigel. I know. Which that's might one be the of most the songs British I know. I also feel I like heard. Slade is maybe the most British, just because of their the, how important the Slade's Christmas song is. Mm-hmm. Who is Slade? Slade, American audiences know like, Slade because Quiet Riot covered them. So uh, they originally did come on Feel the Noise. Oh, okay. So they're a, a, the apex glam, silly glam rock from the 70s. Um, to me, Slade sounds like it's going to be a soul band. No, like, not at all. Like Sister Sledge kind of thing, oh, I guess, is what. No. It's, it's glam they're pop. They're like T-Rex, kind of yeah. Mop the Hoople. Slade. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Slade is very British. Ecstasy. What's their Christmas song? Uh, we should play it. Is yeah. I'll pull it up. See, Christmas songs are genuinely so important. I in the know. UK. It, well, that's. I mean, my it's boss was cute. trying to explain this to me, and he was like, "You know, like Christmas number one." And yeah. I was like, "Uh, no, it's very important." We, we have like twenty Christmas songs. The most recent Christmas song we have is "All I Want for Christmas Is You," yep. and we're done. And we're done. That's yep. it. Well, and it's like because the Christmas number one factors very heavily into the movie Love Actually. Yes, which I think that people don't understand the importance of it to British oh, people. Oh, it's huge. Christmas number one. Yeah, so their uh, their song is called uh, Merry Christmas, Everybody. 
going the straight drum, like of this. course, Top of the Pops. Great. Classic. Little Jimmy Savile dancing with some <laughs> suspiciously underage girls in the video. Ride a red nose reindeer. What? Does it ride a red nose reindeer? Take me to the chorus, baby. Oh, I have heard this song probably while I was in the United probably. Kingdom. I mean, this is definitely. <laughs> I have definitely just heard constantly this. on. This song is great. It's great. Why isn't this song big in America? That doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Because uh, we're in desperate need of Christmas songs yes. that don't that don't suck. And, and we love Christmas. Boy, we love Christ. Christmas is great. But mm-hmm. in England, I think also Christmas is more of a secular holiday. Yes. Like everybody... There hasn't been a war on it. Right. Uh, <laughs> nobody goes to church at all, really, in England. That's not true, but like much more true than here. People, yes. It's just not a... We all go to church schools, and then by the time you graduate, you're like, all right, I'm done with church forever. Goodbye. Yeah, um, it's that song is so good. It's great, and it's nice. It's a banger. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Will Slade get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They N- won't. Oh. They won't. No. I think uh, is T Rex in the Hall of Fame? They they're not. Are not but, but there's rumors because Def Leppard got in this year, and they like, uh-huh. kind of name checked Mark Bolin. Uh, oh God, I keep forgetting that Def Leppard is British. <laughs> Yeah, I know that mm-hmm. we talk about. I mean, we were there. I just well, that's I that's the thing. Is. It does se- seem weird. It does seem not wrong. a Brit pop band at no. all. They are the least British British yeah, band. Yeah, they're they're the most they're American the most American mm-hmm. British of band. British bands. Yes, yeah, I would say that for sure. Gosh, who's br- who's the most British of American bands? Green Day. Green Day. Yeah, probably. Or I mean, I said that really fast because I said it earlier. But who else could I think of that might be? Maybe All Saints yeah. actually, because those two main girls are American in it. I yeah, think. but they sound they British sound when they're so singing, British. and no American people know who they are. Yes. God bless them. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're they're good. Yeah, I like All Saints well, they from that from that genre. Next yeah. category is uh, commercial success, which. If in I may, the UK. in England, <laughs> but you know, eventually in America, especially off the strength of Song Two, you know that album ended up doing very well, uh-huh. uh, and then after that, it in like you had mentioned before, kind of retroactively, American listeners came to Blur, came back yes. to Blur, and did all right. I mean that uh, the self-titled album went gold in America, which you know. For a band that's supposed to be huge, not great. Yeah, you know, it's not uh-huh. platinum, and then nothing else really hit any distinction. And self-titled is the one with the greyhound running really fast on the front. No, that's Park Life. That's Park Life. It that's is, the one I can picture. That's it's the like album pushing cover I can a picture. gurney. Oh nope. Yeah. No way, man. Sorry. Only the Park Life cover is the one I know. Also, I think Park Life is a great song. That's probably yeah. my favorite. Park Life song. is really good and really weird. Yeah. And a great karaoke track. Yes. As long as the other people that you're doing karaoke with are cool and no songs. Yeah. It's a great, well, and it's also a fun one that, like, you know, it's a weird sing talk sketch yeah. of a sad There's so man. many, truly so many sketches. Yeah. It's like a s- secret sketch album. But then with a great chorus, like a real yeah. sing-along chorus. 
it's really hard to be sad and listen to Park Life and still be sad. Yeah. And I've tried, believe me. <laughs> it's funny, too, because it's kind of a sad song. I yeah. Mean, it's about a sad Just a man guy that, that hangs out in a park. Yeah. But he lives his but best he's life. he's happy with it. He's so he's happy. Like, he loves living his life. What does he say? Life. And for a moment, uh, there's a part yeah. Then of I'm happy for the rest of the day uh, knowing that there'll always be a part of my heart devoted to it. Yes. And that makes me feel yeah. like maybe sometimes I just need smaller goals. Right. <laughs> Go to the park and feed the pigeons and then... Yeah. And that, that's that got some, some pretty British really lyrics. awakened mm-hmm. by the I gas. I put my trousers on, have a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just, you just should cut down on your pork life, mate. Get some exercise. Yeah. Uh, next category is longevity, which is where I think they do they do pretty well. I yeah. mean, they've had some periods uh, where they were gone. Yeah, they just released a new album like a couple years ago, I think. The Did Magic they? Whip. To it. Do you mean the Magic the Whip? The one with the ice cream on the front that I have not listened to. Yeah. Uh, they're all now sober, so who knows if they're good? Oh no! <laughs> but you know, they they had a run there of you know all the nineties basically. Yeah. You know that Leisure was ninety one, and then Think Tank was two thousand three. Oh, that's yeah, leisure. <laughs> leisure. Like the leisure center. You guys don't have leisure centers here. Apologies. What? Oh what, yeah. What's we'll the equivalent like of a leisure center? Yeah, like rec a center. Rec center. Okay. Rec yeah. center. Yeah. You were like, what's the equivalent of a leisure center? I was like. <laughs> Whorehouse? What is? <laughs> what are you? De- what are you describing? No, it's like a, a place with a pool in it. Yeah, pool. like a rec center. Um, innovation influence a park district is another is the, uh, another category and one where I think they do quite well. Yeah. I think the blur influence on bands that Americans do know, yeah. like the aforementioned Coldplay, mm-hmm. uh, like all, nearly I would say every band that came out of Britain after them yeah. has to. You know, tip a hat to like, Blur. Even if it's just Radiohead saying we hated Blur, so we right. did something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Well, they yeah, all, they mean, also yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were contemporaries. I understand. Yeah. I just mean like you know. You can you can be influenced by your contemporaries. Yeah. Well, and you can be influenced by things that yeah. you don't like. I definitely have moved to places in my career out of spite for people who were yeah. at the same place in comedy as me. It's like, oh, this person's succeeding. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Go in this other direction that's completely different. Uh, and then the last category is, does my mom know who they are? Uh-huh. Oh, does your mom know who Blur is? I don't oh. think so. Ooh, I wonder if my mom I does. would say I would say pretty definitively, I don't know especially where. because uh, my mom was born in New Jersey. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> she doesn't know. So My mom might, so I'm going to ask. Interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll get our responses when we get them, if we get them. But let's, I think we're down to our verdict. Do we think Blur will get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? If so, when? And we'll start with Kristen. Okay. And it's really, it's do we think they will, should they, mm-hmm. and, and if so, when? Wow, we haven't done this in a while. It's been some time. We've been knee-deep in ceremony season. <laughs> Should they? I say yes. They should definitely be in the corridor of fame for sure. Which is what we've determined is, is the, the British Hall of Fame. <laughs> Maybe that's what's missing in yeah. terms of. Uh, uh-huh. They should definitely be in the corridor, and I also think they should be in the hall. Um, will they? I don't think so. I don't. Uh, it, it, I just think there's so many other bands that are more popular here and but they could I guess if they did I think it's going to be a while I think Mm -hmm. we're looking at 15 years okay 
if they do get in unless they release something that becomes really popular again if they have like a new release that breaks through and isn't nostalgic then yes interesting that's my thoughts okay siobhan uh i think that the chances are slim and also if they get in everybody will turn up but damon all <laughs> Yeah, you think Damon and I think Damon is no maybe way. thinks although also their guitarist uh is like guy who owns a farm now. Okay. He's like very oh. chill and like just owns a farm and makes cheese. Is that Graham? It's uh, Alex oh, James. James. Right. Who's the bass player? Yeah, bass player. Yeah. Uh, no, he now makes very wholesome farm based content. <laughs> well, that's cute. Aww. It's very cute. Yeah. Um so I don't know, maybe maybe they wouldn't be fucked to turn up. Because also, like, it, it, there's no context for it in England, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have and learned that. And I'm sure that. that, like, many other countries have equivalents of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And every now and again, these big bands get like, hey, do you want to come to Australia and be awarded with some thing for with some a, with with the golden boomerang sure yeah. absolutely and what you're like can't Australian? they just throw it to me and they're like no because yeah. it would just at just a certain back. point come yeah. back and yeah, so why bother yeah send it out grab on right. write it back to us yeah. <laughs> that's how you that's do it that's how it. you get there i've sure been um i think blur will probably not get into the rock and roll hall of fame because of the anti uh British bias and not so much anti-British but just like super it's a super American thing um what I think would have to happen is it would have to be like maybe 20 years from now where the old (laughs) motherfuckers Uh who are uh who've got a big boner for the 60s Um, are gone and then there are the young motherfuckers who have a big boner for the 90s 90s, yes exactly truly that's what's gonna happen well we're going from the 60s to the 90s it's that's what the hall is going to be it's like the eight this we've gotten some 70s we're kind of in the 80s we finally made it to the 80s now, which uh-huh. doesn't make a ton of sense because the artists who are becoming eligible right now are 90s artists. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, Blur became eligible three years ago. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they could have been inducted then or they could have been nominated or anything. But yeah, the hall is slow. It's a slow institution. So like it's only now that The Cure is, be- is being inducted uh-huh. or like Def Leppard or you know those these are Janet Jackson artists from the 80s that we're finally Mm -hmm. getting it's just it's creeping along very slowly Uh, so I think it would have to take some time and then the people in charge of the hall Mm -hmm. need to be the journalists who can understand the importance of blur without having to have been involved with it from like the billboard charts in america and i wonder even like if they'll get nominated you know uh, uh, yeah it's uh, yeah i think that it, like you said it is such an american institution and i do feel like that there is a certain i don't even want to say snobbery because snobbery is not quite the right word but there's like a protectiveness i feel like that rock and roll is an american medium and if you're mm-hmm. not doing it in the American way, then you're yeah. maybe doing it wrong. Which is so interesting because the biggest rock band ever <laughs> came yeah. out. Of- <laughs> I mean, two of the British. Yeah. Rock, biggest I mean, rock our, bands. our biggest band, our, our biggest rock bands tend to be not from America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in America tends to their their big icons tend to be solo artists, mm-hmm. you know. 
Uh, but, no, you know, I think... It's because we're all so spread out. It's hard to form a community. Well, it's hard to form Americans a band. Americans are just generally more individualistic, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you, you have to work with other people if you're in a band. Mm-hmm. And that's not the American way. It's not the American way. No uh, way, man. Somebody in the somethings. That's the American way. Right. Yeah. yeah, you have a band and you're like, okay, mud crutch, you can't be this, but you have to be called Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Right. Uh, mud crutch? That was his band and they were like, you can't have a band. We want you. We think we can market and sell you as Tom Petty and he was like okay but I still want to have my band I still want to have a band so then it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers that's so interesting could you imagine if Mud Crutch was I mean, I I mean of, it's a bad name I for the get, type of music that they yeah. do yeah uh, um, puddle of mud crutch but may, may, maybe something that's in uh the favor of blur's chances is uh, the fact that roxy music was inducted this year oh well if roxy music is in then blur should absolutely be in <laughs> come on but it, it took them it took them a long time they um, just got in this year yeah so, which is like if it happens to blur it feels like it'll also take them a right then like yeah 10 to 15 years then maybe it'll yeah. be there uh, but yeah, Roxy Music is is very British and didn't do super well. Uh, yeah, over here in terms of commercial success. So yeah, um, but let's say they do get in. Let's say they're getting in this year. Great. What, As a for instance, perfect. what songs do they play at the ceremony? I mean, I think Park Life absolutely. I mean, first of all, this is what I would want them to play. What mm-hmm. they would play is not necessarily these things. Sure, and I, also there's a little bit of influence from the hall of uh-huh. like. Like play this your, is what we want you play to play your biggest yeah. stuff. So I think Park Life Not song two. Roxy music. <laughs> yeah, Roxy music made some wild choices. Yeah, they play. I don't know if you know the song "In Every Dream Home a Heartache," but it's a no, I don't a bizarre know song about a blow up doll. It's like a they, great. spoken word. Amazing. Yeah, I blew you up, then you blew my mind. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> you blew my great. mind. Um, but you were saying Park Life song two. Uh, maybe coffee and TV because yeah, it's so wild because mm-hmm. I really don't think that that's that great of a song. I love it. But the it. music video was so fucking good it that it really like transcended. Video. And it's a fun. I mean, it's a very pop song. Yes, like that's a song you can sing along with. Um, it's structurally very yeah. poppy. Um, and then yeah, maybe country house or yeah, that's what I would think. It's hard to. I would trust I don't know you because country house um, he lives in a house, a very big house in, in the, the country. country. Oh, I do know that song. <laughs> What's You're right. New repeats and the food he eats in the country. Lives in a house, very big house in the country. Watching after new repeats and the food he eats in the country. Yeah, I do know that song, but not really. Like it's, I've heard again, it, but. Such a every single one of the songs in this album are them being a shitty little bitch, yeah. (laughs) And I love it so much. Um, I would say probably song two, Country House, and then uh, maybe Girls and Boys. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Girls and Boys. I would love it if they played Park Life. My votes are for song two, I think they end on song two, Mm -hmm. um, obviously, their opener end on it, yeah. I think that they open on Park Life, and then I think in the middle they do Girls and Boys. Mm-hmm. And they've been, you know, these ceremonies have been playing more than three songs. Yeah. Uh, I think there's no other way just because it was oh, yeah. like from the first album and like it is a recognizable one. I, I, I mean, I still don't recognize it necessarily. <laughs> like we heard it. You recognize the sound. I recognize the genre. The yeah, the era. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, this is the late 90s. Uh-huh. We're here. We're yeah, we're, we're wearing bright lime colors. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a choker on. Our hair is uh-huh. in tiny butterfly clips. Oh, my God, those butterfly clips. <laughs> we They're have... back. And I feel like it's the first time in my life where I'm like, oh, I remember this the first time. 
Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, isn't that weird? When uh-huh. like a trend comes back, a trend that you watched people eventually make fun of, and uh-huh. then it comes back, and you're like, "But I know how this ends." Uh huh. Yeah, I remember. Gonna, we're just gonna make fun of this. Uh-huh. I know. Well, I'm worried. Low rise jeans. Oh are my god! On my back, the fucking like, giant no, 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 belts no, no. that don't go in the belt loops over the top of oh, the low rise jeans. I see pictures of myself from the late 90s, early 2000s. I used to wear my belts to the side. I would not wear them in the center. I thought I was so very alternative. Mm -hmm. Wearing a little cami over the top of a t-shirt. Oh, my gosh. If Blur gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, go ahead. You don't want to talk about fashion? Yeah. Who inducts them? Who gives the speech? I mean, it would be really fun for Oasis to do it, but they... Absolutely yeah, would still never. fucking hate each other and yeah. it would not happen. Who? Because it's either, I mean, there's like kind of three categories. Uh-huh. It could be an artist that influenced them. Mm-hmm. It could be a contemporary or it could be an artist that was very influenced by I Blur. feel like Chris Martin could do it. Who yeah. did he induct? He inducted Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, Which yeah. would oh, make great. sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. it a lot. Absolutely. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, I think Chris Martin could do Chris it. Chris Martin's a good one. Um, uh, I feel like maybe somebody from the Gorillas also... Hmm. You know, one of those. Tina Weymouth. <laughs> she Is was, Tina Weymouth in the Gorillas? She played on yeah. that one album. The, the I second love her. album, I think. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, could David Byrne induct them? I don't know what his relationship is with him, oh, yeah. if there's well, anything at all. He used to be in a band with Tina Weymouth. They had a falling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like a. Okay. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, I think that they also have made a lot of enemies. <laughs> Uh, maybe Jarvis Cocker, I don't know, from, from Pulp. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if they're pals. I wonder if... Um, they made a lot of enemies, but they made the charts on in NME. Nice. There you go. Thank nice. you. It's been stewing. <laughs> no, it just came to me. It's just great. right then. Beautiful. I wonder if Mick Jones, who is the member of The Clash, who did uh, Big Audio Big Dynamite, Audio Dynamite, if he would be... Uh-huh. If he has any feelings about Blur. That would be. Do you think that he would have he, negative his, feelings his or positive side feelings? of the clash? The songs that he did with the clash feel uh-huh. like you could draw a line, right? Big or, time. Or like I don't know if Ray Davies uh, gave a shit about, Blur, <laughs> but like he's another one where you can draw a line yeah. from Blur back up to him singing about the Village Green. You know, Kinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Kinks are definitely Blur influences, especially yes. the, those weird Kinks songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, here oh, we yeah. go. Here we go. Mick Jones. Uh, you know the Clash. Blah blah blah. Big Audio Dynamite uh, has toured the world as part of the Gorillas live band. Sick. All right, then that could yeah. happen. Mick Jones. Seems but like but a is good he fame moose enough? Like, I mean, he was in the Clash. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like. He's not the famous one from the Clash. No, that, he's that guy's dead. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Strummer unfortunately is. I alive. know, but I just mean like I guess that's what I'm saying is like I don't know if he has the name ID to. Yes, no, uh, I, I feel. But that. it has induction. to be a musician also. He does no. not. David Letterman inducted Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Chris Rock inducted right. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Howard, Howard Stern. Stern oh, how here's one. How about Lily Allen? I feel like Lily I Allen love Lily is Allen definitely. I do not think that people care about her here. Oh, at all. I know. I she feel like she's a, very blurry. Yeah, like she's well, definitely. She, you can definitely. She had a especially in that first album, mid two thousands here, but not since. Uh-huh. Like I don't know that. Yeah, that's you're going to be able to pull a Lily Allen because the thing is, you you tr- you need to have that American yeah. recognition. Right. Yeah. Because it's mostly, it's like, you know, you want a good speech, but it's also bringing people into this ceremony. I'm trying to remember to what Lily Allen's big song was here. It was about hating someone, right? 
Sure. <laughs> it was about like it was a really upbeat song about hating someone. Uh, there's one about her riding her bike through the streets of London and yeah. everything's it's like very I up, believe that upbeat. it's called Al Fresco. That's yeah. the part that she says uh, it. Uh, it's like got uh, simple rhymes. Uh, but it's cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Danger Mouse played on some Gorillaz albums. Not with you're thinking dead, dead mouse. mouse but danger mouse also is not someone that people like know, know. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know he did an album with jay-z i think uh, not officially but uh, but he did the jay-z he remix did the gray the gray thing. album where he mm. took the black album and the and white, the white album, album. And mixed them all up together <gasps> yeah. and made the damn gray album uh yeah, so I guess Mick Jones. <laughs> or, or Chris Martin. Yeah, Chris Martin's probably the the choice and the the most obvious. Um great. Well, if they if Blur gets inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh-huh. will you come with us to the ceremony? Absolutely, I will do that. Great. That yeah. sounds yeah. like a blast. In 20 years, I can I- have some Chili? What do they have in Cleveland? <laughs> I think her song was called Smile cuz it's like yes. when she thinks of you. Is Lily Allen is it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like because she hates him so much, and when she thinks about him, she smiles because okay. she's not with him anymore. I knew that I was on to something. Uh, the induction ceremonies go from New York to Cleveland, back and forth every other year, regardless um, of where we are. So we'll get 50. some chili. Great. <laughs> we'll get some famous New York chili. New we'll get York a slop, chili. A big, big slop some and heap. Brooklyn chili. <laughs> heap and slop. Box slope chili. Yeah. What am I doing? Yep, you're, you've lost it. Um, well, I think that about does it. Siobhan, right. thank you so much for, for oh, joining us you. and talking yes. about I this, this love band. Love talking about Blair. And helping us, uh, I don't know if it's getting to the bottom, but just talking more you about You know, and just thank you British... for giving me an opportunity to talk more about oh, your junior my time abroad. abroad. Oh, my God. <laughs> it wasn't just my junior year. Why did you study? <laughs> I will... True. I'm, I've got my noose ready. I was my looking head is actually entering in Kensington. Oh my god, so fancy! Oh my god, that's so, oh god, that's so bougie. It's beautiful. And I just need one of you to kick the stool out. Uh, <laughs> I also uh, spent some time in Birmingham. Siobhan, is there? Anything? Oh, that's yeah. so I much. Where, that's where my dad is from. So I have also spent some time in Birmingham. Is, uh, where can we find you online? Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I am at Vorni Tom. Let's spell that. Spell that. V O R N I E T O M. It's like my name is Siobhan Vaughn. Bonnie, but the thing Tom, is, for Thompson. us, yeah. but also Siobhan, the spelling is not useful because Siobhan is impossible. It's like, Nobody can spell Siobhan, including me. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it? Um, can I try? S i o b h a n. I'm shocked. Standard spelling. Yes, yeah, Standard that's correct. Spelling? Okay, yeah. Uh, great. So when you say Vonnie Tom, uh, the R is f- floating somewhere. Oh yeah. There, well, we don't really. We're not big on R's. Pronouncing that R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and anything you you have coming up? Uh, I'm on a D and D show called Dimension Twenty, which is super fun. I think the second season is coming out next month. Okay, uh, first season on already what? out. You can watch the first ep- eight episodes on YouTube, and then the rest are on College Humor's uh, app, is that which is called Dropout. Yeah, it's Brennan oh, yeah. Lee mm-hmm. Mulligan. Cool, he's a good boy. Yeah, he's nice. I yeah. like him. Uh, and then you can contact us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and rockhallpod at gmail.com if you want to send us a message. If you want Kristen to read it, make sure to specify that. Otherwise, I had a message forwarded me, to me today. We sure did. I read it. Thank uh, you. Hello. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. Uh, that's a new thing for us, so that's exciting. Yes. Um, and uh, review us on iTunes and all that. Uh, subscribe, five stars only, do all that. And thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Joey Devine for the equipment. And thank you to Chad Briggs and James Patterson for letting me record in the home that we share 
together. Thank you to the city of Los Angeles for bringing us all together on this fine day. And thank you to our friends across the pond. Mm. Thank um, you for yeah. the music. <laughs> yeah. There's no it's one. Probably a Christmas number one at some point. Quite <laughs> like Grandma. <laughs> uh, I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the rock call? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.